0: So Mr. Rod Khalif, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you on, brother. Well, I appreciate
1: you, my friend. Let's have some fun today.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So real quick, why don't you um, give our listeners a quick synopsis of who you are and
1: how you got to this point. Sure, 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 sure. So it's kind of a long, painful story with ups and downs. But, uh, you know, I immigrated this country when I was uh, six years old with my brother, Albert, my mother's Vansha. Um I was born in the Netherlands, you know, think wooden shoes, windmills and um, immigrated when I was six. Like I said, we ended up in Denver, Colorado. And growing up, we really struggled. Uh, and I, I remember going to the expired food store because that's all we could afford and the food bank and then and drinking powdered milk cuz it was cheaper than real milk with our cereal in the morning and let me tell you that tastes like crap just you know and, and i remember eating i mean wearing clothes from the goodwill and the salvation army all the way through junior high school and until i uh, you know so it was all hand me down clothes until i lied about my age got a job at burger king so i could have my own clothes and and I ultimately buy a car of course too and um but, uh, you know, I'm sure you've got listeners that have it harder than I did or maybe even have, you know, had it harder, have it harder now, either way. And, and, but the thing with me was I knew I wanted more and luckily my mom had an incredible work ethic so she actually babysat kids we'd always had a house full of kids that she babysat so we'd have enough money to eat and live a good life and she became a bit of an investor an entrepreneur with her babysitting money and so she invested in the stock market successfully Um, and I'm real proud of her Uh, you know she's an assisted living now but you know she didn't have any formal education but she also invested in real estate and with her babysitting money she bought the house across the street from us for thirty thousand dollars when i was about 14. and when i was 17 she told me she'd made twenty thousand dollars in her sleep that that's how much it had gone up in value and i'm like what <laughs> screw college mom i'm getting into real estate i want to be a capitalist i want cool things i want money i'm going to be a capitalist so i got into real estate and I got my real estate broker's license right when I turned 18, uh, which you could do back then with education. Now, they got smart to be a broker. I wasn't just an agent. I was a broker. To be a broker, now you need to have some experience. But I was going to be rich selling real estate. Well, my first year in real estate, this is 1978, I made about mm, 8 grand, maybe 10 grand. My second year, 10 to 12 grand. But my third year, I made over $100,000. So, what happened between year two and year three that caused me to 10x my income? Well, what happened was I met a guy, I actually dated his daughter, that taught me about the importance of mindset and psychology. Um, and since then, I've spent about 20 years following Tony Robbins around the planet, who's the best in the world at mindset and psychology. But um, really, what I've come to realize is that 80 to 90% of a person's success in anything is just that, mindset and psychology. And so, you know, fast forward to today, I've owned a couple thousand houses that I've rented long-term um, in three states. Um, I've owned thousands of apartment units. Um, in 2006, my net worth went up about $17 million while I slept. And you're thinking, ooh, that's really cool, Rod. Well, so did I. And I thought I was a freaking real estate god. And, and I could barely fit my head through a door. And you know when that happens, <laughs> God will give you a nice little smackdown. Well, mm. that was 2008. I lost everything. I lost $50 million in 2000, conservatively $50 million in 2008. And uh, and I thought I was set for life. And so one of the things that I'm known for, you know, I've got uh, probably the largest commercial real estate podcast, you know, humbly in the world now, uh, with over 11 and a half million downloads. And and I believe it's so successful is because I spend a lot of time talking about mindset and psychology and and its impact on anybody's success in anything. I mean, not just business, relationships, life, you name it. Um, And um, so I'm happy to drill down on that a little bit. You know, common question I get is. How did you recover from losing fifty million? I mean, there are people that jumped off buildings back in the Great Depression. Yeah. There are people killed themselves? Isn't this last c- contraction, two thousand eight, for losing less, you know, proportionately? So, I'm um, happy to drill down on that if you want, Donald. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely want to dig down on that. And
0: before Kay. you do that, too, I, like you said, you—I mean, you—you you lost fifty million dollars. Like most people, can't get their heads around that. And one of the other ways I like to learn is learning from other people's mistakes. So briefly could you talk about how that happened how how did yeah, you lose a yeah, great question
1: great great question yeah so what happened and this is the reason i started my podcast was to get this this messaging out there um is back then in 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 2007, I had 800 houses that I was renting along the Gulf Coast of Florida. I also had several apartment complexes. It was the houses that pulled me down. So, and I was only at a 30% loan to value, okay? I only owed 30 cents on the dollar and I still crashed and burned. So here's how it happened, okay? Because it's never about value. It's always about cash flow, okay? And so my houses were two hours north, two hours south and everywhere in between. So that was my biggest mistake was the geographic disbursement. But let me tell you what really compounded everything. So, first of all, Florida has no state income tax. Um, so, the property taxes are higher, which impacts what? Cash flow. Um, also, I had properties in wind and flood zones. So, the insurance is higher, which impacts what? Cash flow, right? Um, but what killed me was these were c-class houses so a lot of maintenance now if i send a maintenance guy to one of my apartment complexes everything's the same plumbing parts you know the faucets the locks the windows the hvac the appliances so we could stockpile parts and they're in and out in an hour okay yeah, well, if to i had to send them to a house if i had to send them to a house i mean forget travel time could be an hour and a half each way but even without that they had to go to the house see what's wrong then they have to go to a Home Depot or a Lowe's where we'd have an account that could be an hour round trip, and I don't know about you, Donald, but <laughs> when Rod's happy-ass tries to fix something at the house, I go to Home Depot more than once, typically once, twice, three times, and so you know there is that, and and that happens with maintenance guys too. So what took an hour at one of my maintenance, at one of my apartment complexes took all day very often at one of my eight hundred houses, and that was incredibly cash flow. Uh, <laughs> it hurt my cash flow, and so so. Um, but then the final straw was I didn't pay attention to demographics back then. You know, I didn't really look at where someone worked. If they had a good job, um, and they had decent credit, I I took them as a tenant. You know, no big deal. Mm-hmm. But you know now. Well, you know, we just closed on a 296-unit complex in San Antonio, and I literally looked line by line where every single tenant worked to, to gauge recession resistance if their, if their employment was recession resistant, and, which I never did back then. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I thought the gravy train was going to go forever, but, um, but here's what happened. When the market crashed, I discovered a lot of my tenants, and I just really didn't even pay attention to this. Were contractors, plumbers, electricians, drywallers, painters, roofers, which fell off a cliff in 2008 and 9. They didn't have work, yeah. and so, and then what's really crazy is I actually went upside down, Donald. I, I, I the, the portfolio fell more than seventy percent. So, I mean, so there you go. That, that's that's why it happened. And that's why I started my podcast. I, I started my podcast five years ago. I used to say, if you listen to early episodes, I say, I'll never sell you anything. Now, of course, I'm a liar because I do, you know, I sell course, courses and coaching and I do sold out live events around the country. Or I did. I'm finally having a new one. I've got an event coming December 3rd, 4th and 5th in Orlando. And I was scheduled to be in Orlando Uh, you know, right before COVID hit or right when COVID hit 800 people in in Orlando and I was freaking out. I'm like, what are we going to do? And so I went virtual and I've built a video studio here, in my compound. And, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, and and we've, you know, had thousands of people attend virtually, but I'm excited that I've got an, an event coming finally live December 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And I'll, I'll get, in fact, I'll give your listeners a great deal if they're interested. Um, it, it, they, can, they can attend for three days. It's just me training. It's not a sales pitch, a big sales pitch. I talk about my coaching for about 30 minutes, but the rest of the three days is all content. And they can come for 197 bucks and I'll throw in, I just finished my courage and confidence course. And, and why is that important? Because to do anything, you've got to have that confidence and courage to be able to do it. I'll throw that mm-hmm. in. I'll throw in my finding deals course. I'll throw in, um, I've got a best-selling book. It was best-selling in, in three categories. I'll, th- I'll, I'll throw in a PDF and the audio version of that as well. So, here's how, how, how to get it, guys, if you want it. Um, text multifamily to 72345 and then use the code RODFRIEND. Okay. Multifamily to 72345. Use the code RODFRIEND. You can come for 197 bucks. It's kind of a duh because I got to tell you, it is full-on training for three days and you get those two courses, which are I'm really proud of. Um, so, but, uh, and, and I'm just going to say this and I'll leave it at that. If you go to that website and go to the bottom and see the hundreds of testimonials that I have unsolicited about what the event is like. And, you know, again, I'm known for mindset. So I spend a lot of time on mindset and psychology. The fact the first hour and a half is goal setting. And I'd love to describe that to you if, if you'll let me as far as mindset, because that's how I turned it around. But, uh, um, so, you know, and, and, and here's something I'm really proud of. So I've only been teaching you know, and, and here's what happened. So I said, you know, when I first started the podcast, I said, I'll never sell you anything. But then I hit a million downloads. I'm like, okay, knucklehead, you probably ought to do something with this. So I wrote my book. I gave away 20,000 copies of that. I just wanted to add value free. Um, and then finally, I did a course and coaching. And now, you know, here I am. But, uh, but anyway, um, uh, where was I going with this? Yeah. So, so, um, uh, and, and I've never had a complaint, by the way, about thousands of people have attended my events. Only, they complain sometimes the room's too cold or the, they didn't like the food. But other than that, it's never about the content. But uh, but anyway, so, you know, if if you'll humor me, I'd love to talk about how I turned it around because I will tell you. You know, it was mindset and psychology that caused me to have 50 million to lose in the first place. But as important, maybe even more important, it was that that's what it was to get me to turn that around and get back to the success that I'm blessed to have today. So if you'd like, I'll drill down on that a little. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, yeah, how, how do you recover? Because I would think once that happens, you yep. lose all confidence in yourself yep. and everything. So how, how, oh, how, yeah. did you, how did you make that
1: happen? Yeah. And that's a really good statement that you just made, because a lot of people, and, and I think for a period of time, myself included will 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 triangulate their identity with whatever the vehicle is that they're using for success. And if that vehicle doesn't make it, neither does their identity. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's very dangerous. So, so, as an aside, guys, do not let your you know, even if it's not multifamily, whatever it is, whatever your endeavor is, do not let that become who you are, okay? Mm-hmm. It's, it's never about the vehicle because, because it, you know, you may have failed at something, but you are not a failure, okay? Mm-hmm. So, that's the really important piece. But here's what it was. There were several things, actually, but the biggest one, I think, was reassociating with what I wanted, not what I didn't want okay it's very easy to focus on on the pain okay and 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 the other thing is it's very easy to allow something negative like that to become your story okay now i use it to illustrate what's possible. I don't use it to, to make people connect with me through pain. See, a lot of people, you know, in, in, as human beings, we actually connect through pain. Like David, Donald, Donald you you probably wouldn't because you're evolved. But if, if someone comes up to me and says, Rod, how you doing? And I say, oh my God, I'm fantastic. Life is amazing right now. they probably take a step back and say, okay, he's off his meds, right? Well, <laughs> if you, but if they came up and said, you know uh how you doing i'm like oh shit my back's killing me i've just lost a hundred grand on this deal they'll they'll put their arm around just say oh i feel you brother you know i know it's just life you know and that's how we connect so you gotta be yeah. really careful of that number one number two don't let your issue become your you know your 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 setback Become your story. Setbacks are nothing but feedback. I call them seminars. I, you know, failures are seminars. That's it. It's only a failure if you don't get back up or you don't learn the lesson. Now, I will tell you something else. I've built twenty-seven businesses. True story. Several have been worth tens of millions of dollars. Most have been spectacular, flaming seminars. Okay, and uh, and so we, you know, we learn from and we learn from from our setbacks. That's how we grow. Um, you know, when I when I do a live event, I will. Uh, send a survey every time. And and of course, 99% of the responses are fantastic. We loved it. We laughed, we cried, you know, and and we learned so much. But I look for the just the tiniest critical pieces when I'm looking at that to see how we make improvements. You know, you might want to try this, do this. And that's how we grow. I will tell you before I move on to to, to the next piece, I met the billionaire owner of Spanx, you know, the woman's undergarments, those stretchy things they wear. And and her name's Sarah Blakely, beautiful human being. And she started with $5,000. And now she's, I think she, I actually think she just sold for like a billion. But anyway, I met her at a mastermind that I was at. And she told me that her dad used to ask her and her brother, like on a weekly basis, what have you failed at today? Is that an awesome question to ask your kids? And he would be upset with them if they hadn't tried something and failed at it. And I just thought, man, what a great message to tell your kids not to fear failure. But anyway. That is,
0: is. I'm going to steal that actually. Yeah.
1: Isn't that great? Isn't that great? My kids are, 30 and 26. So they're past listening to their dad, but but <laughs> but I wish I'd known that back then. But anyway, so so the big thing though was reassociating with what I wanted and why I wanted it. So so again, if you come to my boot camp, the first hour and a half is a goal setting workshop. I mean, it's goal setting on steroids. It's not like you might think. And you know, so w- I'd love to describe that process for your listeners if they don't want to come to boot camp, whatever. At least I can add value and show them what I do there. So is that okay if I drill sure. down on that a little bit? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I want you to do, guys, and if you can take some notes, if you're listening or watching, um, do that. But um, what you want to do is you want to pick an hour when you're you're not tired and you're uninterrupted. Don't do it after a meal. You want a lot of energy. Make sure you're hydrated (laughs) as I take a drink of water and sit down and write down everything you could ever possibly want in life. Start with the stuff. There's nothing wrong with stuff. The houses, cars, boats, jet skis, planes, whatever it is. And don't limit yourself. There's nothing you can't do, be, or have. If you want a private island, a jet, a yacht, write it down. Because here's what, here's the heres the thing. What that does, just writing it down, the simple act of writing it down, don't do this in your head. Those of you that are analytical, if you're in your head, you're dead, okay? You need to put it on paper because that simple act of writing it down triggers something in your brain called your reticular activating system. And that's, it's a subconscious filter that's in your brain that you're not aware of, but what it does is actually points you um, subconsciously in the direction it thinks you're interested in. And the greatest example is when you first buy a car. You didn't really notice them that much before you bought it. When you, after you bought it, they're everywhere. Well, were they yeah. there before? Of course they were. That's your reticular activating system. And it works the same way with your goals. So write down everything you could possibly want. Um, you know, write down how much cash flow you want from your investment, say in three years, and then maybe in 10 years. Write down how much cash you want in the bank. You're, you know, in case the stuff hits the fan fund in three years and in 10 years. Um, also write down everything you want to do in this lifetime. You know, you places you want to visit. You know, you want to write a book, write that down. You want to climb every mountain over 14,000 feet. I've got a buddy doing that, write that down. You want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. I did that. Never do it again, but it's off the list. <laughs> what it, You know, whatever it is you want to do, write it down. And, um, and then- um, also, write down everything you want to learn in this lifetime. So, it's not just the stuff, you know, it's everything you want to do, be, or have. So, so you know, write down what you want to learn. Maybe you want to learn a foreign language. If you want to learn multifamily? For God's sakes, come see me. That's, that's kind of a no-brainer. Um, but whatever it is, write that down, okay? Then lastly, write down who you want to help. Why? Because we'll do more for others than we'll ever do for ourselves. And again, this is the fuel. This is what gets you to get up early, stay up late. This is what gets you to create what Napoleon Hill calls a burning desire in his book, Think and Grow Rich, because you've got to have that burning desire to push through fear, to push through limiting beliefs, uh, or maybe you're comfortable the comfort zone's a warm place, but we all know nothing freaking grows there, right? So, you you got to have that burning desire to push through that stuff, okay? So, once you can't think of another thing, there's a couple more steps. I want you to put time limit on each goal. Put how many years it's going to take you to achieve it. Put a 1, a 3, a 5, even a 10 or a 20. Recognizing that as human beings, we will overestimate what we can do in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in 5, 10, 20 years. I'll give you an example of this. When I lived in Denver, I always knew I wanted to live on the beach. Okay, uh, you know, I'd visualize the palm trees and the surf and the sand. And there's no beach in Denver, obviously. And and uh, 20 years later, I built this incredible. $8 million, 10,000 square foot mansion on the beach. I had the beach on one side. I had my boats on the backside. And please know I'm not bragging here. I'm only trying to inspire you. Those of you listening or watching, okay? So this is not Rod bragging. This is just this is to show you what's possible, okay? And I mean, but, but the point is that was unthinkable when I was 18, when I was first thinking about my goals and visualizing. And so again, don't limit yourself, okay? Now, um, once you've got a time limit by each goal, I want you to pick your number one goal. I mean that goal when you get it, you're like, oh my God, life is amazing. I have arrived. That goal. Okay. Now, if there's two or three that are equally exciting, just pick one. It won't matter for what we're going to do next. Write it on a separate sheet of paper. Now, if you're not going to come to my bootcamp... If you ping me on any social channel, they've, they've even got me on TikTok now. I had I was been on there for two months. I had a video go viral, 280,000 views. I couldn't believe it. But anyway, anywhere you ping me, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, uh, you name it, uh, ping me and just say goal setting. I will send you the link because I did this um, just- as just to do it on January second, the year before I did it on January first. But I do my goal setting workshop with music. It's professionally done. You can download this guide, this goal setting guide, um, and and I'll walk you through it. And it's something that's awesome to do with your spouse, with your kids. Get you, you know, get you, get you all juiced and aligned. So if you again, if you ping me and say goal setting, I'll send you the, the link to that. It's on my Rod Khalif official Facebook page. It'll just take you forever to find it if you try to do it on your own. So just ping me and I'll send it to you. But anyway. So um, where was I? Okay, so you take that that number one goal, you put it on a separate sheet of paper. Also, take your top three one year goals, put them on a separate sheet of paper. Now you can just do this with paper, but if you you know if you have me guide you, it might be a little more exciting. Um, so leave some room in between each goal on the paper. Now at this point. You're ahead of ninety nine point nine percent of the people on the planet that'll say, "Okay, yeah, I got to lose some weight," and it's forgotten by February, you know, second. I mean, you're you're way ahead of everybody else. But there's one more really important, so actually two, uh, two more really important steps. You need to now write down why each one of those goals is an absolute freaking must for you to achieve. Okay. Um, not a should. We say I I should do this. I should do that. I should be a better parent. I should exercise more. I should eat better. We should all over ourselves, right? So so it's a must. Make it a must. And um, I want you to use emotionally charged words to describe why it has to happen. Words like amazing and beautiful and incredible and 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 because words will juice you. They will propel you. They will push you. They will help you uh, stay motivated. And so, you might say, so I can show my kids what amazing success looks like. So, I can show my wife what it means to live a life of an incredible abundance so that we can have unbelievable freedom to do whatever we want, whenever we want, wherever we want, bring whoever we want. Again, whatever's going to juice you, write that down, okay? Once you've got a positive reason why you must achieve each one of those goals, underneath it. I want you to put some pain in there. Um, Make it and and say what's going to happen if you don't achieve the goals and make it painful. So, I don't feel like a failure. So I don't fail my kids. So I don't fail my spouse. So I don't live a life of regret. Why? Because as human beings, we'll do more to avoid pain than gain pleasure. And again, you want to use this. This is the fuel. Like I said, you know, this is what's going to get you to grind for a few years, like most people won't, so you can live the rest of your life like most people can't. So use this stuff because it's so effective. And you know, I will tell you, there was this nurse in Australia, Donald, that um, she was a hospice nurse. And so, she took care of patients when they were about to die. And she asked him a question. And the question was, do you have any regrets? And she even wrote a book about it. Her name was Bronnie Ware. And the book is called The Five Regrets of Dying. You know what the number one regret was? Not living the life I could have lived, living someone else's life, not doing what I know I'm capable of. I can't think of anything worse than that. This is what prevents that from happening. All right. Last thing. Once you're done with all this, you need to go find pictures of your goals. Go on Google and search your goals. See what resonates with you. It doesn't have to be exactly what it is you want, but if you if you see the picture and kind of go and you're like, "Oh man, that feels good." Download it. Go to Walgreens, CVS, have it printed, put them around you because it they work, okay? Now, let me give you some examples of this. I'll give you some public examples. Jim Carrey, the actor, the comedian. When he was flat broke, used to go up by the, well, he wrote himself a check out of his own checking account for $10 million. And he would go up by the Hollywood sign. He would open it up. He'd look at it and visualize cashing it. That's how much money he made for Dumb and Dumber. I'll give you a more recent example. Demi Lovato, the, the singer, when she was unknown 11 years ago, posted on social media, one day I'm going to sing this in the, the national anthem at the Super Bowl. And um, go, not this last one, go watch the one before, see who saying it. I'll give you some personal examples for me. Um, when I was 18, I figured, you know, I'm going to be selling other people houses. I got to get a four-door car. So I got this bone ugly Ford Granada, a real piece of you know <laughs> what, and bench seat in the front, just, oh, hideous car. And, but the guy I told you that taught me, that initially taught me about mindset, um, had two Corvettes and he let me drive one. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And so I got a picture of a Corvette out of a magazine. This is before internet had even been thought of. And I put that picture on the visor of my bone ugly Granada. So every time I sat in the car, it's like right in front of my face. Within a year or two, I had a corv- beautiful Corvette. I'm going to give you a couple more examples. Again, please know I'm not bragging. This is just, this stuff doesn't even interest me anymore, but I want to hopefully inspire you to know what's possible. Um, so this is back when the t- TV show Magnum P.I. was out. Um, actor's name was... Um, Tom Selleck, okay. And he was a detective in Hawaii, I think. And, and it's the first time I'd seen an exotic car because he drove a Ferrari 308. And I'm like, oh my God, look at that. And so I got a picture of that actual car out of a magazine, put on the visor of my Corvette within a year or two out a Maserati looked just like it. And it's kind of cool. I was just watching Scarface a couple of months ago. And they had they had my car was in there. They only made a hundred of them, and, and it was right there. And uh it could have even been that car because it was so few of them made, but it was kind of cool to see it. But anyway, um Last example, I'm the guy that always wanted a Lamborghini. I thought that, you know, I wanted to get the girls and I, you know, Lamborghinis are so cool. And, and what's interesting is my son, when he was nine years old, collected models of exotic cars. And he had a model of the exact same color and style Lamborghini that I ended up getting, which I wrecked. But anyway, but uh, um, yeah, so get pictures, put them around. In fact, I'll show you something here, Donald. Um and those of you on iTunes can't see this, but I'm holding up my planner. Okay. This is my this is my day my planner. It's on today. In the back of this thing, I've got pictures that have been in here for 20 years. Okay. They're in plastic. They're all beat up. And the first pictures are my gratitude pictures. They're pictures of my kids when they were young because everything starts from a place of gratitude. Okay. That's how you manifest everything you want in life through gratitude. And I'll explain that in just a minute. But then I've got pictures of things that I wanted. That house I was telling you about on the beach that looked just like this top picture. I had. this is before I built it. Okay, ten foot high glass like that, uh, eight feet uh, uh, butt together, travertine floors like that. I mean, it looked just like this. It's crazy. Now, what's crazy as well is Don. You can see in those bottom pictures. See <clears> the white stone walls there. Uh This is my backyard. I lost that house and all the craziness. Okay. So now I have a compound. I have six buildings. I have a big main house. I have a beautiful two bedroom guest house on the water. I've got another media building with an exercise facility and a theater room and a video studio on the top floor. And, you know, I mean, just spectacular compound. And because God's got a sense of humor, I lost that other house and all the craziness. It's literally right across the bay. You can look right across my backyard. There's my old house there. But again, this was all before I, I got this stuff, these pictures, you know, and then stupid stuff like I've got uh, a few hundred thousand dollars worth of watches. You know, I thought that was important at one time. The, the Lamborghini before I ever got it, you know, the Rolls Royce, the Bentley, all this stuff that I got. Because I had pictures. Now, again, you listening may not have any interest in this stuff. So just replace it with what you are interested in. But the point is get pictures, put them around you. Why? Because they work. Now let me give you one last thing on this. You know, every morning, or most just about every morning, I will sit in this recliner behind my behind my green screen here, and I will just do gratitude. Okay. I'll be grateful for my spectacularly beautiful wife. She's supermodel beautiful and more beautiful on the inside. I'll be grateful for my kids. I'll be grateful for my you know, my foundation, my coaching students. I've got almost a thousand coaching students around the country. I'll just do gratitude for all of that. And then I will do gratitude for the things that I want as if I already have them. You're thinking, okay, foo-foo. Well, I'm telling you, and I've gotten emotional being grateful for things I don't even have yet. Why? Because it works, okay? So, you're thinking, hey, I'm here to learn about real estate. I'm telling you, this is more important, okay? Because this is how you make the vehicles irrelevant. If you've got the mindset and the passion to make things happen, there's nothing you can't do. So, this is how I did it. Anyway, drop the mic. I, I know it's a long Long explanation there, but but associating with what I wanted was probably one of the biggest ways I was able to get back. I'll mention a couple other real quick because we've got a couple more minutes. Um, peer group. You need to be around a group that thinks what you think is hard is easy. People that will motivate you and lift you up and, and not be afraid of your success. You know, so many people will default to people they go to school with or, or went or went to school with or, or, yes. Or, yes. Or, or work with or whatever. And those people might be jealous of your success, afraid of your success, afraid of losing you, afraid of being embarrassed by your success. And sometimes it's family, okay? And Anytime. I'm going to tell you, love your family but choose your peers proactively. Mm-hmm. And and you know, be around people that want more out of life. Join groups. You know, like my, my warrior uh, mentorship coaching. These are my coaching students. I call them my warriors. Um, I've been teaching a little over three and a half years. They now own forty six thousand units. I'm super freaking proud of that. And so, you know, in fact, look behind me here. You can't even see them all. There's hundreds of thank you cards. And um, the whole wall behind this green screen is covered with thank you cards. And and um, you know, from people whose lives have been changed. And it's such a gift. And I know that you get feedback as well from your podcast, Donald. And, you know, when you're helping add value to people, you know, it's such a gift. And, you know, this is not ego, but I will say this. um, I probably get love 10 times a day. I'll get a handwritten card. I'll get a gift. I'll get, you know, a DM. I'll get an email. And it's life's greatest gift to me. And that's why I love what I'm doing. You know, I I absolutely love it. Why my wife puts up with me me working Sundays. But anyway, peer group, super important Um, focus. Then we'll we'll land the plane with that. Um, um, uh, So, the most successful people on the planet are the ones that have the best focus. Okay. And, you know, if you're listening to Donald you're a leader. And right now, the world needs leaders more than ever. I mean, don't get me started on the fake news and the politics right now. But but I mean, don't bring in that stuff. What I'm saying by focus is be careful what you bring into your brain. If you, Whatever you focus on is going to get larger, positive or negative, okay? <laughs> and so, if you're bringing in the negative stuff, that's going to get bigger. You know, I'll, I'll have people call me and say, how do I get out of student loan debt? And i am saying, wrong question. Ask yourself how you make so much money, that debt's irrelevant. Okay. Mm. You know, they asked mother Teresa, if she was anti-war, she said, no, I'm pro-peace. Right. Get the, get the distinction. And so, you know, be very very careful what you're focused on and 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 you know I, on my podcast if you listen to my podcast i do these clips called own your power they're motivational clips and i'm certain that's why the podcast's been so successful and like this week i did one on self actualization and the power of that and how important it is to look in the mirror every week and grow and become better as a father mother son daughter whatever it is and and um uh, um, and so if you, you know, if you want to check that out, even if you're not interested in multifamily, I will juice you once a week. They are, they're very motivational. I'm very proud of them. and There are hundreds of them there. So I hope you'll check them out if you're listening. My podcast is called Lifetime Cash Flow Through Real Estate Investing. But even if you're not interested in real estate, you'll get value from those. But even if it's not mine, go on YouTube, watch motivational clips, bring in the good stuff. I love to watch soldiers coming home to their families and see that, uh, see and feel mm. that emotion, you know, so bring in the good stuff. Um I think I'm I think I'm good there. I can keep going, brother, but you just tell me yeah, if you've got a yeah, question. Yeah, amazing amazing Thank
0: stuff you. there, Rod. Amazing oh, stuff there. Yeah, definitely good. Thank you. So, real quick before you jump off, why don't I take you through the lightning round right quick? Let's get into okay, your brain here a little bit more about what makes you think. So, um, what book or books have greatly influenced your
1: life? Great question. So um, well. My love language is gifts. And that's an awesome book. The five love languages. Okay. Because if you love anybody, you need to know how they feel love. In fact, I had the author on my show, which was a real treat for me because he's in his eighties. But, uh, um, so the five love languages, get it, just get it. Trust me. You need to know how your spouse or children feel love and it's all different. And it'll surprise you. Like my ex-wife, she, she, uh, I, I my love language is gifts. So, I gave her hundreds of thousands, literally in gifts. She could care less. But her love language is acts of service. So, if I did the dishes, oh my God, the angels would sing, the clouds would part. But I didn't know. So, I didn't mm-hmm. know how to give her love in the way she needed it. So, that's a great book. But because of my love language, I give gifts to my students almost every, well, literally every month. I give them books. And so, here's some of the ones that I give. I'll give you several. Um, the Slight Edge is one, which is th- which is about those little decisions you make every day that traject your life up or down. So, The Slight mm-hmm. Edge. Another one is, um, Gary Keller's One Thing. I had his co-author, Papasan, on the show. Um, another one is Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning, about the things you do every morning where you get up, you exercise, you pray or journal, uh, meditate, um, and just how powerful that is. Um, I had him on the show too, beautiful guy. Um, let's see, The uh, Turning Pro by a guy named Stephen Pressman about stop being an amateur. Whatever you're going to go do, become a freaking professional and treat it like a professional would. So there's some. I could keep going, but that's 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 a few.
0: Okay, awesome. And how has a perceived failure actually allowed you greater success later? a failure, well, we talked about the,
1: failure. We talked about that a little bit already. Okay. So I would never buy another single family house. I mean, let, let's just say that. Um, and uh, unless it was like a second or third home for me to live in, but um, you know, multifamily safer, it's, it's, it's easier to scale. It's more as mm. recession resistance. You know, my apartment complexes would have survived the 089 crash. They pulled back a little bit, but they would have survived if I hadn't cross collateralized them um with loans with packages of houses so i lost mm. everything but i wouldn't have lost i wouldn't have lost those otherwise so i you know um i i i that was the lesson and to focus on cash flow you know my free book i give it away free now the actually the hard copy if you pay for the shipping um and um and so, yeah, if you're interested in that, go to realestatewithrod.com. That's my website. I've got articles and videos and books and a bunch of free, tons of free stuff there. So it's real estate with Rod. That'll take you to rodcleef.com. Nobody can spell my name, so real estate with Rod will get you there. And uh, um, a lot of, a lot of free stuff there. But the reason I bring that book up is the subtitle is the new rules of real estate investing, i.e. the new rules being focus on cash flow, not value. Mm. Don't tell me what you could what somebody bought it for 10 years ago and you're getting it for now. No. Well tell me how well it's going to cash flow. So okay. And if you could
0: have a billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say? That's a great question. Tim Ferriss asked that question. I yeah, love that question. That's where I stole it um, from, Tim. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know, um, I will tell you something. We talk about focus for a minute. You know, if you listen to Tim Ferriss's podcast, one of the, you know, I get excited because I've had over 11 million downloads. He gets that a freaking week or something, you know, but <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, he interviews the best of the best in everything that they do, the best athletes, you know, Kobe Bryant when he was alive and, 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 and uh, Michael Phelps and the best actors, you know, Arnold and Jamie Foxx and Ed Norton and and billionaires like Ray Dalio, CEOs Mm. of huge multinational companies. And I started to hear a pattern. Many, many, many of them meditate. What does meditation enhance? Focus, Mm -hmm. right? So anyway, that's anyway, so I digress there. So billboard. Oh God, there's so many messages I'd wanna put on a billboard. Honestly, I've got signs on my wall here, you know, focus, grind now, play later, Um, you know, uh, Uh Nike's just do it, you know. Um, Let's just leave it at that. I I, literally I could I could give you dozens and dozens. But, uh, you know, the the bottom line is, is this life is not a dress rehearsal. So just do it now. You know, my dad used to say, if not now, when? Yeah. Grind now, play
0: later. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And so a couple of more. What have you become better at saying no to?
1: Well, I hate it, but you know I have to turn down a lot of interviews. You know, mm-hmm. I I I I don't I know you approached me, and I wanted I wanted to add value to you, and uh, but but I have I just so much. You know, I've only got so much bandwidth, and yeah. you know, and one-on-one coaching for me. You know, I if I do it, this is not ego. I, I need to charge somewhere around eighty to a hundred thousand dollars. But now I've got such an incredible menu of coaches that all have typically almost all of them have over a thousand units. So there, and and then I help with the group coaching, and so in my coaching program. You know, you get everything, including me. Um, so, um, and if you have an interest, by the way, um, in, in checking into my coaching program, text the word crush to 72345, um, and we'll help you crush it. And now there's an application you, you would apply, and, and we don't take everybody, and that's an absolute fact. Um, and you can check us out. We'll check you out if you're interested. So again, that's crushed to seven two three four five. But I would encourage you. I don't know when this will go live. Can you can you have this go live? So if somebody wants to come to Orlando, they can they can have time to do that. Do you have? Yeah, that's in um, December. You said December second through December 3rd. Yeah. December 3rd is when it starts. Okay. So yeah, I can
0: see if I have this release for the second episode in November. So maybe a couple. Oh, I appreciate
1: that. that. Perfect. 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 Yeah. So again, if you're interested, it's truly a no brainer. I, I promise you, you will be glad you came. In fact, if you come and you don't love it, I mean, love, love, love it. You come to me at the end of it, I'll give you your money back for sure, no problem. Uh, it's never happened, but uh, there you go. Um, but anyway, text multifamily to seven two three four five. Just remember the code, Rod friend, and and with that, you'll get the courage and confidence course, the finding deals course, my book, all that stuff. So anyway, um, I don't know if I answered your question, but yeah, yeah, you did. And last <laughs> okay, one, good, this, good.
0: this one goes kind of deep. I use I save this okay. for the last one. This is another one from, um, I think, this from, was from Tim. Tim yeah. So what important truth do very few people agree with you on?
1: Oh, gosh, that is deep. It might have been what, from Tim or Lewis Very few Holmes. people agree with me. Yeah, very few. See, that's the twist on that, isn't it? No, I don't yeah. know if that's Tim's or not. I don't remember hearing that. What important truth do very few people agree with me on? <sighs> God, that's a tough one, buddy. Yeah, that's probably one I should send, I
0: should send that in advance, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's a, Yeah, I need to think about that because... You know, I'm pretty influential. So, you know, if you disagree with me, I will likely convince you of 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 it, you know? And and although my kids love to tell me, are you tired of being wrong? Because I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> you know, like like I did a YouTube video titled The Coming Real Estate Crash of 2021. It was my highest watched YouTube video. But if people are like, you idiot, you don't know what you're talking about. I got a lot of hate. But I, I do believe there's a contraction coming. Let me just say yeah. that. I feel this feels like 06 to me. Not yeah. something to fear, something to get ready for. Yeah. I'm getting in a lot of cash and-, and It's and, an opportunity, and, right? Yeah, I'm looking at with crisis comes opportunity for sure. I think that would probably be it. That that I believe a lot of people are like, no, this is going to go on forever. No, it's not. I'm afraid I'm sorry. This current administration, I think, is hell bent on destroying the economy. They're going to get rid of the 1031 exchange. You know, they want to pay for those trillions of dollars they're putting into the, and we won't digress too much on that, but but you know, they've got to pay for that. And so they're thinking of taking we're getting rid of the 1031, raising capital gains, and you know. And some of these other things that are just uh, idiotic to me, but, uh, you know, I think there's a contraction coming and I know inflation is coming, but the beautiful thing about inflation, yes, it's going to hurt a lot of people, but who does it help? It absolutely helps landlords because rents go up. Okay. So keep that in mind, guys. Anyway, I hope hopefully that helps.
0: Yeah. And you're right about, I mean, people have short memories. They forget. I mean, they think real estate Mm -hmm. goes up forever, but yeah, it definitely contracts as well. But yeah, if you position yourself, Mm -hmm. there's an opportunity there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Rod, I mean, thanks so much for um, hopping on with uh, us. We really appreciate you having us on having you on today. Um again, I think it's been a real a treat, times, buddy. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way to reach yeah, out? Well, let me just
1: say this, it's a been a real treat. You are you are you're a great interviewer and, and and I and I enjoy your energy and and I can tell you're you know you're you're gonna be even more successful than you are now. To reach me again, real estate with Rod my podcast is the life the real estate with rod.com my podcast is called lifetime cash flow through real estate investing um, again my bootcamp if you have any interest, for God's sakes, come come spend three days with me. You'll be so glad you did. Incredible networking opportunities. I've got billions of dollars represented by the panels I'll have on stage to answer questions and it's just a blast. You will laugh, you will cry, you will it's not your typical real estate seminar because I spend a lot of time on mindset and psychology. So you take action with what you learn, right? If it's just knowledge, be a bunch of wealthy librarians and college professors out there. You actually have to do something. And so I spent time on that. But uh, anyway, that should be enough. It's a pleasure to meet you,
0: brother. Likewise, likewise, Ross. So take care and I hope to see you soon. There you have it, guys. Another episode of Dealmaker Diaries in the books. If you enjoy and or find value in what we're doing, please do leave us a nice review. It goes a long way in keeping the show moving in the right direction. For you investors, if you're looking for places to put your hard-earned capital to work, head on over to our website, g1cgrp.com and sign up for our investor list to be informed of the different projects we're raising capital for that will provide you with the cash flow your investments so much deserves.